This is Level Up Success Podcast with Neth and Truth. Hey, how you doing, friends and family? This is the Level Up Success Podcast. And welcome to another episode where we always bring knowledge and power to our listeners. So tell me, Ned, how are we going to do this? All right, guys. So I just want to give you guys the, uh, the welcome back, right? Um, we have Joey back, um, and, you know, we have a new guest. And, you know, like I said before, um, we're going to learn a lot. There's going to be a lot of knowledge uh, that's going to be put to the table. So I just want you guys listening and, you know, and learning because, you know, Knowledge is power, right? Right, Truth? It is, definitely is. And that's one of the reasons we're going to continue with the show when our second guest. So. All right. So, yeah. So, um, before, uh, you know, getting started, uh, why don't you give the audience your name and your background? What's going on, you guys? My name is Alex Sparks. I'm your favorite consumer law expert. And what we do is we teach how to rebuild, restore, and empower the community on financial literacy. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And... Like, well, before we talk about that, like, how, how did you come about? Like, how do you come about this? Uh, uh, yeah. For the, for the credit repair. So, very interesting story. So, this is going to tie it into my background a little bit. Um, back in 2018, I deployed for my third time to Afghanistan. All right. So, that deployment was about a year long. And what, what ended up happening was that I got into a business with a very good friend, Caesar, that uh, he pretty much co-signed one of my loans because we got into business together, right? The business was going well. By, by the way, I, I don't know nothing about credit. So when they told me I needed a co-signer, I told Caesar, hey, can you co-sign this for me, please, so we can get into business together. Thank God he signed it without thinking twice about it. However, thinking about it in retrospect, I would not ask him, right? Because if you need a co-signer for something, for any type of loan, you're doing bad. You're doing bad. You shouldn't be focusing on a co-signer. You should be focusing on, you know, um, on your finances first and fix everything before you require a co-signer. So with that being said, uh, he um, what ended up happening with the loan is that he bought me out. I paid him the money. He bought me out. So everything was under my name at that point. So I go and I deploy to Afghanistan and I had the funds to pay everything up in one shot. So it was a $50,000 loan. So let's play with numbers here for a minute. It was a $50,000 loan. Uh, about $30,000 was, was left to be paid. Okay. So I called the bank and I'm like, listen, you know, I want to make a payment, a payment. I never said I want to close out the loan. So okay. wordings have a lot of power, yes, right? So I said, I want to make a $30,000 payment. She says, cool, send the payment. I send the payment, right? She processed the payment and everything. However, there was still the interest part of that loan, right? So what ended up happening was that because of the interest, the interest was went from uh, month one to two, to month three, to month four, into collections. What went into collections? $5.17 of collections, $5.17. That destroyed my credit. Why? Because the debt that is in your credit holds 30% of your overall number, mm. right? Of your overall score. So I lost about 200, 220 points off of that rip. So me over here in Afghanistan, you know, wondering what the hell's going on with, with my with, with my credit because yeah. it just significantly dropped, right? That is what ended up happening because I didn't know that the interest was rolling over 30 days late, 60 days late, 90 days late, 120, you know, so on and so forth. And then bang, collections, $5.00. So then I started getting into credit repair, into learning how to uh, repair my credit first in order to help out others. Then once I started learning, you know, the tricks, the do's, the don'ts of, of, of credit, which made me stumble into what is called consumer law. Extremely important, which, by the way, uh, we were talking about this before we, uh, uh, the, the camera was rolling, is that by the end of this segment... I want you guys to say, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Let me, let, let me further that a little bit more. Did you guys know that the credit bureaus do not exist? 
Go ahead, make that face again. <laughs> yeah. Make that face again. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. show you. No, because I got people. Follow the, I, 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 that's why they go to to check the credit yeah, like, and all that stuff. Where do I'm, they go to all this time? I'm yeah. gonna show you. Yeah. I'm gonna show right. you with the law. This is not me making up words or making up numbers or making anything up. This is the actual law that is that was passed by Congress. That's gonna show you that the people that govern all this is not the bureaus that you think. In fact, the three credit bureaus do not exist. They don't. They don't. But we're going to talk about it with uh, once we go further with this podcast. All right. Awesome. Awesome. I would like to know, um, well, like, how did you guys meet? Or is is the story you're going to say going to kind of mix in? How Absolutely. You guys Shall I start it off or you start it off? I'll start it off. Go ahead. Right. Get, get so now a little... So now th this is a little bit more about about my background. Yeah. Um. I was born in Southside Jamaica Queens, and I was raised and grew up in Corona. Okay. In Corona Queens, right? So when I was about um from the from from when I was one to five, I was sent to Colombia. My background is co uh, Colombian. My parents are Colombian. Okay. So I was sent to Colombia to live um of my first couple of years, so I could learn Spanish, uh, so I could have you know uh, the traditional respect that Colombians have. Every culture has the different, you yeah. know, the different teachings mm -hmm. of, you know, of uh, upraising. And um, then once I came back to this country, then I started into the school system, you know, kindergarten, first grade, so on and so forth. So okay. that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much where I grew up. And um, Jovi, we know each other from Corona. We went to practically all the schools Every together. School from, together. You know, from uh, middle school and high school, all the schools together. High that, school. That's how I met, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. high school. And then I remember, um, particularly in high school, and this is one that I remember the most, I didn't know that he was already doing the Army thing in our senior year of high school. I had no idea he was doing the Army thing. I knew he couldn't keep up with one class, but I do really well. I'm, I love to write, and I do really well at writing. So at that time, I used to sell papers. Yes, that was a thing. AI did not exist. Google did not <laughs> exist. So I used to write papers for people. Um, and they would pay me $25 a pop, $50 a pop. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> it was funny, the last one right before he deployed the first time, I wrote your last final for English. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were in high school. Hopefully the teachers don't huh? find out. But. We, were, we were in high school when uh, September 11 happened. We were in oh, high okay. school when September, September 11th happened. 11 That's happened. right. And I was the officially the youngest soldier in Ground Zero. A thousand percent. Oh, wow. I was wow. there for 11 days. You know, part of the search and rescue team, you know, us military, we were, you know, called and report to duty straight to, you know, ground zero. And I had so much on my plate that Jovi, you know, she helped I me helped out. helped him out. She yeah. helped me out with that paper. Yeah. Ironically, I ended up getting a higher score than her, which was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? I had to throw it to the I face. I so oh, many fun wow. Fun he didn't say, I can't believe you didn't say that. A fun fact. Get your credit. I wrote so many papers that year. I can't even begin to tell you how many. And I ended up, I ended up with the least. With the least score. He got like an A minus and I got like a B. Like, how? How does that happen? Do you but not yeah. go to the teacher? Be like, yo, like, what's going on, man? Like, do you read this? Do you read this, right? Like, okay. I, went, I, wrote my la I wrote my paper last. Okay. Out, of every, out, of the, out of everybody, yeah. Yo, can you picture that? If she would have gone up to the teacher and be like, miss, I... I don't get it. I wrote his paper, and you give me <laughs> the low score. <laughs> what are you talking wow. about? Yeah. <laughs> talking about Willis? No. Just talking about Willis. What paper? Yeah. Do, do you, you you remember where you were in uh, when 9-11 happened? I, know, I don't think I ever asked you that. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to go to work, but I overslept that day. So the thing is, I overslept, so I started. I went to a shower, took a uh, Changed my clothes, ran to the train station, and I don't know where well, cops told me, ah, you cannot take the subway. The subway is closed. So I was like, the subway is closed? I never heard that before. In, in your in, life. Yeah, the subway is closed. So I walked back to my, to my house. I'm thinking, why would the subway be closed? Anyway, I'm mad. I woke up late for work. So I turned on the news, and I see the, you know what, everybody saw the prank yeah. culture. But what's the odds of me waking up late on that day? Wow. You were working wow. in Manhattan? Yeah, Manhattan. yeah, I was working uh, in a retail store in, in Manhattan by 34th Street. Yeah. It's a well-known well retail store, but mm -hmm. yeah, but that day I woke up late. I, I mean, I guess I'm lucky because I, I, that day a lot of people got stuck in Manhattan because my father was actually working. And he got stuck. He couldn't leave. My father, um, my father who's retired NYPD, shout out to 
all my NYPD customers. Um, my father, who's NYPD, he was at Ground Zero for about two to three weeks right after it happened. Wow. And he was basically just there the entire time. Yeah. That's crazy. Man. He was deployed. He was the same way the military was deployed there. All cops were deployed there, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I imagine. That to this day, to this day, he still has to go get, um, I think it's once a year. They have to go get anybody who worked at Ground Zero. They have to go get their lungs tested. And it's like a whole thing that they do. Yeah, no, I wasn't thinking like, damn, you guys went through something. Like me, like I was in junior high school. And, you know, like they just had, they had everybody um just like stay stuck in the rooms. And then the, the parents was coming in panicking, like trying to pick up the kids. Yeah. And then my mom, she never, she didn't pick me up. And actually, she, <laughs> actually, she she came in late. And what she when when you know like she explained to me like yo like me thinking about it, everybody's in here in an uproar trying to like pick the kids up. Wouldn't you guys be safer in the school? This is her mindset. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, you're guys with a lot of people. Like cops are gonna be flooded there, which was true. So that's her reasoning for not picking me up. You know, I didn't feel bad, but my sister, she was on, she was on some other level. She's like, oh, bad dramatic, you, right? You, you don't care about me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, yo, like, I, I told my sister, you got to take a chill pill because, you know, like, it's it, she's right. Like, you know, everybody's out here in an uproar, like going yeah. crazy over what happened, which crazy. is horrible, obviously. It is. It's horrible. But at my mindset that, at that time, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm straight. Fun know? fact. Remember, I told you I chose to stay in Corona in, in high school, right? Yeah. Um, but my parents were living in Queens Village and not for nothing, a regular bus ride and train ride from where my parents moved in Queens Village to my high school was an hour and a half every day. Mm -hmm. And that was the norm. Imaginate during 9-11. I didn't get home until almost 10 o'clock at night wow. trying to get home, yeah, mm -hmm. from school. Yeah. So not to be on your mother's side, but yeah. what do what do all schools have that is in in um, for safety purposes? Not security guards. A bomb shelter. Bomb oh, shelter. Okay, they do have. They do. They have that, a bomb I shelter. Know that. Bomb that shelter that could convert into a hurricane shelter. That could convert into a homeless shelter. Blah blah blah. blah. But yes, there's a shelter that. Um, it, mm, fire drills. I was going to drop the f bomb. Fire yeah. drills. When we have fire drills in there, what are we doing? We all have a place to go, a route to go, whether it's outside of the school or inside of school. I mean, you're not going to be inside of school and there's a fire, but they do. They do run drills. Yeah. And yeah. most schools, the majority of the schools, have that. Mm. We had no drill. Yeah. <laughs> we had no drill at Newtown. There was no drill. No drills? Oh, man, that's horrible. We got to have some type of drill. Oh, yeah, think they work, it was though. called. Yeah. Well, that sounds okay, sound kind of bad, no, though. When I was in high school, there was no fire drills. But when I was like elementary in the beginning of. Yeah, we school, had those drills. But in, but New in high school, they yeah. okay, Newtown. But think was, about it. Think about it. If you had a fire drill in Newtown, what would most students do? I know I would. You're out. You're going to cut. You did. I would yeah. dip. That didn't take much for me to begin with. Yeah, I was yeah. out. I would, I would dip without a fire drill. No, I was dip without a fire drill. I'm mm. out. <laughs> out completely. Oh, that's funny. So, um, I was going to ask, I mean, I, I guess you already kind of answered this question, but like, um, like, well, let me ask you this. Was it hard for you, like, to learn everything that you learned, you know, as far as, as far as credit reports, like how, um... How complex is it, you know, like for the average person to like want to learn these things? Okay, so that's a good question. Um, so a passage from the Bible, just, you know, for the future, I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. Okay. So um, there's a passage that says, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. So true. Meaning that we don't know what we don't know. I know that sounds a little corny, but yeah. how are you going to know something that you were never taught? Mm -hmm. All right, so perfect example is in our in our upbringings. What are we taught and what are we not taught, right? At the dinner table, what are we allowed to talk about? Fill me in, guys. Class participation. Okay. At the dinner table, what are we not supposed to talk about? Um, in the dinner table, we can't um talk about. Well, I couldn't talk about the new rap single that came out. <laughs> <laughs> what politics? Yeah, no. Politics? I don't know. Okay, yeah, that's oh, one. Yeah, there we go. There we yeah. go. You're on the right track. Politics. Okay. Um. Religion? No, not really. Not religion, religion yeah. right? Well, not really, because you pray. A lot of people yeah, pray yeah, before yeah. they. A lot of people pray before. Mm -hmm. that, that's all we two things I could think of because I try to avoid those two. That's the only reason I came up. Politics and religion is it's a hard topic to talk about. And the third one, I'm not really were sure. You, While you're were, eating, no. Were you were you able to ask somebody else how much money did they make last week? 
Oh no, yeah, yeah, oh, that's no. Absolutely yeah, you can not. Never nah, that's not, that's off the ask table. Ask your father how much money he made. Ask your tío how much money he make. Your mother will just body slam you. No, I just feel like that is a type of question she should never be asked. Why? But why though? I don't know. Right. I always thought about that because nobody talk taboo, because yeah. nobody talk know, about. No, you know what it is. They implanted that because I re- I do remember like when I you know when I wanted the the Nike flights, you know when they came out. I was like, oh, those like are dope. A, yeah, they were like a hundred and fifty dollars at the time. You know, I asked my my partner, can I get that? He's like, no. I'm like, why? I'm like, like how much money you make? Ballsy. That was the right question. That was the right question. But right there, he programmed you mm-hmm. indirectly to not fucking ask that question ever again. Yeah. Did you ever ask it again? Hell to the no. Nah, that's it. Yeah, no. I never asked. And what are we taught? We're taught that money doesn't grow on trees. trees. Absolutely. That money, mm-hmm. but money do money's paper. Yeah. The fuck are you gonna tell me that money doesn't grow on trees? It's paper. It's currency. All right. So, I, I mean, shit. We all knew. We all knew that together, right? Were you guys? Yeah. At my, were you guys at my dinner table during that day? Wow. <laughs> but this is yeah. how we're raised with this type of information. So to go back to your original question, you know, how did I learn um, about this? First and foremost, I had to unprogram myself from my previous teachings. You know, unfortunately, you know, my parents. I love them to death. You know, once upon a time, they did have a lot of money, but they didn't have that financial literacy that is taught by, you know, by the rich. I'm not going to say, you know, skin color, but we all understand here. Yeah. This is why, and and, and it's true, this is why the rich gets richer and the poor gets poorer. We were talking about earlier about popping bottles, about spending $300, $700, you know, on the weekends instead of mm-hmm. investing it on yourself mm-hmm. or getting your credit or getting your credit right. You know, those $7 is going to lower that interest by, you know, 5 10%. And in percent, in percent every single month is significant amount. So back again to to, to your teachings, uh, to your question about teaching. When I was in Afghanistan for that whole year, um, that was my third deployment. All right. Every time I deploy, I try to use my time into something positive and to learn something. On that previous deployment, I ended up fi- uh, learning about mortgages and how to how to um, how to buy stuff or how to invest in real estate. Currently, right now, I hold uh, five duplexes, but that just shows how knowledge is power. So back to Afghanistan in 2018. That whole entire year, I learned how to fix credit. Why? Because I was fixing my credit, right? So I I was doing I was using myself as a guinea pig and seeing what right looks like. Guys, we have the most powerful tool known to man. The powerful tool is in your hands right now. It's a cell phone. You know, whether you get your 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 teachings from Google, from Yahoo, from TikTok, from Instagram, I, I don't care. These this is free education. You don't got to pay anybody for that. This is free. When I was growing up, right? When I was 12, 13, 14, who was giving me advice? My parents? You know? My parents or or um um Jose you know, the, the the drug dealer from the corner, what type of advice has he given me? He's given me wrong teachings. He's given me wrong information. Why? Because he was taught, you know, the wrong way. However, if we talk about flipping keys, that's a whole different topic. You know, then Jose, yep. Jose got a point, but Jose doesn't know how to invest. You know, Jose knows how to protect himself and all that, but I don't need no protection. I want to learn how to invest. So you got the most powerful tool in your hand, which is Google. Ask it any question, man. How to delete? Uh, how to delete inquiries? How to delete late payments? How to delete a charge off? What's the difference between FICO and um, and Vantage? What is the difference between those two? Yeah. You know, oh, that's an advantage that we have now because the only reason that our parents teach you the way they teach you because they think you have all the information that we have now, and people will realize how much power, like you said, power we have yeah. information to the Google. We were we were talking about that previously. I think it was with with Osvaldo or Moreno. I'm trying to think. We, yeah, talk, we, we, Moreno, we Moreno, were talking about that, uh, yeah. that. That you know, like we can't, we can't really like blame our parents because can we? The, nah, well, I, I mean, well, this is the this is my, and then you could give your analogy, but this is my analogy, right? Where did they learn what they learned from? Yeah, they learned it from their parents. Where are their parents were like, for for instance, me, I'm, I'm from you know my parents, I'm DR descendant, right? Dominican Republic descendant, and what did my? I, I thought about this. Like, what did? my grandparents teach my parents, right? I mean, all they taught them how to do was, well, the women, they got to make sure y'all, y'all got to clean and, and you know, do everything, you know, possible to make your man happy. And, um, you know, the men, hey, you got to go out there and you got to work. You got to work your nine to five. 
Right? Not even when I even to, nine to, to nine sometimes. To this day, my mom still, even though I have a business and I'm doing well in my business, she still rather me get a nine to five job because oh. Uh, you know, like that's just how the way that she was raised to believe that this is the way because all the all these benefits that you get Ooh. when you when you benefits, you know exactly. what I mean? Like so that so she still to today she still tells me, hey, you know, when I when are you gonna like you know I know you're doing your business stuff, but when are you gonna start? You know, you gotta you gotta plan out for your retirement plan, and this, this is I'm like, mom, I I got this. Trust me, you know, like. Uh, it's so funny because yeah. you know with with starting all of this and making everything official and and everything going live now i remember um so my dad here's the irony in that my dad actually called me up for his like fourth car fifth car for me um and he's like hey i need blah 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 the, the lease is coming up what are we doing with that and i'm like oh okay by the way i forgot to tell you i'm no longer at this particular dealership um, I have my own company now, yada, yada. Oh, that turned into a whole thing. What are you doing? <laughs> you left your father. And I'm like, no, pa, like for real. Like I'm doing, like this is all. No, no, no. Sabe que? We'll talk later. I was like, mm -hmm. well, we'll talk later. And what they don't realize is our knowledge is not. Look, my father had to get a government job mm -hmm. in order to get to where he's at now. And and I was blessed that my, you know, my parents, they were able to obtain property and, you know, so forth and so yeah, on. Yeah. But they are pension-based. I need that pension. I need that retirement. Mm -hmm. I, I'll be okay. I'm, I got it. I'm figuring it out for the future too. Yeah. But for that conversation, that went sideways very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a, that's not in their, that's not in their mindset not in their at right all. Now. But, but, it, but go, going back to it, it's just like, they don't understand. They don't understand. From my understanding, because the thing is, you know, this maybe there's something that I don't know. Maybe I gotta rearrange, talk to them. Like, hey, can you tell me, like, what's your, you know, try to figure out their philosophy. But that's the reason why I don't blame them, because it's like I don't believe that they they don't got the information. Better. They don't have the they information have that it. we have. Yeah. That's the difference. That's a big key. We have more information right now that they have. We got like maybe like five times more information what they have when they grew up. So I don't think it's fair sometimes for the parents. The question is, why is not everybody utilizing it? That's the big question now. That is that the big question. Because now the knowledge is there. Like, now yes. you can find it. I think why people don't feel like it's accessible to them. Mm -hmm. So they see it scrolling on their Instagram, right? But then past you scrolling by it, what do you do with it? Do you know what to do with it? And that's the key. They don't know what to do with it. Mm, yeah. That's, that's where you're at. That's the key. That's the key. Uh, so all of yeah. us over here, all of us here, we respect our parents. We love our parents and there's no way none of yous, and I'll bet money on this, are going to talk shit about your parents. No, love right? Love your moms. <laughs> <laughs> love so, you, mommy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sorry. Man. Yeah, same. <laughs> so um, with that being said, is that they, and Jovati's made a great point uh, in, uh, during her segment, during her um, her her time, is that we all can reach out to a mentor, get the cueta to send out a DM to your to to a mentor. Back in the days, they could have done that. Our parents could have done that. We all have. We all. Not, I'm not gonna say all, but most of us, most of our parents know or knew somebody that was pretty well off that had money, a rich uncle, a rich brother, a rich cousin. They had that access, but they chose not to go up porque le dieron pena, o porque no lo quisieron hacer, o porque vergüenza. Le, le da vergüenza, o si or if that person asks, asks, right, asks for help, they're gonna look bad to the rest of the family. But they didn't, they had a choice. You guys had a choice. You had a choice. You had a choice to open up this podcast. You had a major choice to, you know, to pull out of corporate America, which dangles this nice little, what's the key word? Carrot. Benefits. Benefits. Ooh, yeah. benefits. Mm -hmm. That's fucking sexy. Benefit. Mm -hmm. You go into a job, how much, how much do you pay? And what are the benefits? Mm -hmm. You don't ask mm -hmm. how many times are you going to get screwed with overtime? How yep. many times are you going to get stuck? How effed up your boss is? How toxic mm -hmm. your, your environment is? Environment yeah. is. Why, why is this position available? Why are you hiring me? What happened to the last person? For example, the person that's taken over Jovi's position at, at, at the dealership, 
they don't know why she left and she's not gonna know well i mean it depends if she asked but or if she watches this podcast yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> get out fast yeah. so they're not gonna know that so everybody has a Run. choice our parents had choices man i love my parents to death but they had a choice to either invest or go out in boogie nights yeah they chose I'm gonna, I'm gonna Boogie ask, nights. I'm gonna ask that question. I think my father probably took the responsible route. I could, I could, I could vouch for that. There you go. My, that's my, that's the first step. Hey, you know, love you, dad. Um, my mom, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Maybe because she aligned with my father, and you know, I already, I already I asked. I, I asked my mother. Uh, yeah. I asked my mother because um, uh, in Corona National Street, there's a, uh, it was a, fi it, it, it's where I grew up. It was a four family apartment. Right, I asked my mother once upon a time when you had a lot of money, why didn't you buy this building? She said she clearly said, and and um um, she clearly said because I didn't know how mortgages worked, I didn't know how much money I had to put into the to the to the property. Mm -hmm. I could have bought that straight cash, straight cash. Back in the day, we're talking about like 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 thirty years when interest rates were what one percent, yeah, you know, and 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 houses was was worth what seventy thousand, yep, you know, properties in Bushwick. Uh, right next to right next to Barclays, we'll be giving out for free. They were giving that shit out. Yeah. Now, no, knowledge is extreme power. Once, once you give that knowledge to somebody, they become a dangerous, very dangerous person. But they need to access that knowledge first. And you can never go back. Once you have it, you can't go back. Oh, that's that's another thing. You know, back. the law of exposure. Once you've been exposed to something, you can't unsee it. You can't get um, uh, unexposed, right? I, um, uh, a couple of, when was it? Two years back because of the military, uh, I got hooked up very nicely. And I was sent to first class because I was in uniform. I had to do a detail in another, um, in another area. So because I was in uniform, I was sent to first class. You know how that experience was? And then for you to tell me, let's fly spirit? No, there's no way. There's no way. I'll fly spirit. You know, I, I, I know how that feels. But when you've been exposed to something new, you can't take it away. That's why I tell people, you want to buy that Lamborghini? Do you know how that Lamborghini drives? No. Sit your ass inside that Lamborghini. I promise you, you'll work 10 times harder to get that Lamborghini instead of wishing for it. Yep. So that's the law right there of exposure. You have to expose yourself before you could dream it. That's good. Law, law of exposure. Law yeah. of exposure so, is great. Yeah. Law of exposure is great. And even this. See this? We, we've all been exposed. And now whoever sees this podcast, they're going to be exposed too. Hope you guys that's are exposed. That right awesome, there. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I, we were talk, I was talking to uh, Joby, right, um, before you came in. I was, I was asking her, like, um, we got to the difference be between all the credit report and, and you, actually, you mentioned it to him. Can you, can you um, dive more into, into like, the differences on you know credit report because I'm sure that a lot of people still use Credit Karma, right? Like I was using it myself, and I'm like thinking of like, like I gotta use another one now. <laughs> right? So um, can you like uh, you know like attest more into that like, or dive in more into oh, that? the different type yeah. of credit system where people check your credit score? I guess like it's yeah, very on what's the best way to do it? And um, she did mention that every year you could go to the bureau. I mean, who are you going to then? Like who are you going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll, he'll explain yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Go a Absolutely. little bit more into detail. Absolutely. And again, the three bureaus are just commercial. It's a commercial thing, commercial yeah. term that's used. Wow. So, so much to cover on that part. Um, like I told you from the beginning, this is going to be a, my segment is going to be an educational portion. Yeah. So let's start off with calling things by what they really are. All right. So they're not credit reports. They're consumer reports. Okay. And all this is going to make sense, you know, in a couple of minutes. So the consumer report, you'll get it with two different type of models, right? You got your Vantage, and then you got your FICO. You got your Vantage 3.0, mm -hmm. and then you got your FICO 8.0, all right? And these models are based on who is your lender, okay? So if you have the banks, the credit cards, you know, the mortgages, whatever the case is, 99% of it is going to be FICO. The only people that are, that are running Vantage is Credit Karma. Now, why is this important? It's important because I'm pretty sure she mentioned, because she's a very knowledgeable person, that um, Vantage is going to be a, a, a higher score than your FICO. Again, why is that important? Because keep in mind, guys, that Credit Karma is a private business. Mm -hmm. They make money off of people with bad credit. Mm -hmm. You have Credit Karma, correct? Yeah. 
What happens when you scroll all the way down? What do you see? No, nice. No, I end up seeing the the. Well, I up seeing the credit score. The interest and the bottom. What's that? Is it the interest? No. no, no all the way the on the bottom. No, no. The if interest, you check yeah. it right now, you get offers. Yep. That's how they make their money. Credit Karma oh, yeah, will give well, you yeah, offers. Yeah. These yeah. are the these are the cards that you're highly qualified to get. These are the credit cards that you're good to qualify for, and these are the cards that you won't qualify for. I don't think that 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 subject is there. But they had to take it off with the with they had a lawsuit not too long ago. They oh, had to take it off. Oh, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get yeah. we're gonna get to lawsuits, and we're gonna get to lawsuits pretty soon. So they make their money when you apply for a credit card and you get accepted. What they're going to do is, first of all, that credit card is going to be high in interest. We're talking about, you know, uh, 25%, 29.9%. That's how much interest you're going to be paying on that credit card. So they're in cahoots with credit with um, uh, creditors because they get a portion of that. When you apply for that credit card, guess who's going to get the commission? Credit Karma. Credit Karma. Credit and now, how many customers does Credit Karma has? I have a, they have a quite Hundreds a few, of yeah. thousands. Yeah. Now, let's say 10, like one dollar. Let's just say one dollar. Just one dollar. Let's let's you know. Let's be very you know. Let's keep it low here. One dollar, and ten thousand people apply today for that credit card. How much did they make? Not ten thousand. Off of one day, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure is going to be a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yep. You know, or ten thousand people, or a hundred thousand people. That's the, and and this is just one dollar, but the commission is actually ten dollars that they get off of each credit card. Okay. So now multiply that and see how much these credit com- these you know fucking reporting companies are making it pisses me off because these 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 credit reporting you know companies these bureaus are not bureaus they're credit reporting agencies and we're going to see why in a minute but credit bureau when you hear the word bureau what do you think about bureau federal yeah federal federal Federal. right you got the fbi Mm -hmm. right you got the you got you got all these bureaus these agencies that they're coming from you know from the government but believe it or not all these credit bureaus are privately owned equifax experian transunion Mm -hmm. they have nothing to do with the government absolutely nothing they're private business there's the federal reserve who owns federal reserve the feds no. No, I, no. Yeah, I learned that. Yeah, it's they don't a yeah. private. So it's a where, private. So where in the flying F? We don't even know. Does the word federal come from? Why? Where, uh, guys, the, the, the power of words, the power of words and how they identify themselves. All right. Is it true? No, but we believe it because in our subconscious mind, we already know that federal means government. Bureau means government. So we, oh shit, you know, the credit bureaus, the credit bureaus, they're reporting this. Mm. Wrong answer. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that, that is something so unpacked like there. Yeah. There it is. Wow. Because people don't even really know about that. Like, it is, like you say, it sounds like it's part of the government, but it's really not. It's just private industry uh, company. It is. Yeah. It's private yeah. companies. My wow. question now would be, like, um, what are, what are the correct, like, m- measures that people could take to check their credit? Like, where do they go? Or what would be a proper place? So, um, a proper place to to go is to my free annual credit report. Now, when you guys mentioned that you guys get one free report, one consumer report a year, let's just go a little deeper in that because actually ever since, you know, uh, post COVID, you could get it once a month. Mm. The report is free once a month. So first you wanna check, you. you wanna check your report, all right, your consumer report. That's the first thing you wanna check, right? And then moving forward, another very important thing that is very underlooked is after you print out your report, was the first thing that you see on top is going to be your score, all right? Yeah. Right next to that score is going to be your personal information, right? That's your personal information. So let's say me, right? Because I don't want to use you guys as an example. Let's say me, Alex Sparks. I look at my report. My name is Alex Sparks. On my ID, it says Alex Sparks. It doesn't say Alex J. Sparks. It doesn't say Alexito Sparktolomew. No, it says Alex Sparks. So you shouldn't be having all these AKAs, you know, all these alias names or, you know, known as on your report. Wrong answer. It's not supposed, it's irrelevant to the report. My ID says one name. It should say the same name on that, you know, on the, on the, on the report, on the consumer report. Now your addresses, if you live in Richmond Hill, but you moved from Miami, if I check your report, that Miami address should not be there because it's irrelevant. We're going to see why in a minute. But if I'm checking your report, it shouldn't say Miami. 
shouldn't say Kentucky, it shouldn't say all these different places, because as a lender, first as a lender, I'm going to see that you're unstable. Where the hell are you going that you're going all over the United States? Mm -hmm. Are you running from the Marshalls? Are you running from baby mama? What's going on with you? Yeah. You know, are you running from the law? That's, that's, that's first and foremost. Next, again, like I mentioned before, is irrelevant, all right? That's irrelevant information that should not be on your consumer report. All right, and that's what I told my my. That's one of the, the um, services that we offer in my in my company, which is fix that credit. All right, <laughs> so in fix that credit, we, we remove all those information because it's irrelevant to the report. Okay, let me ask you a question. So, does uh, Placeco re remove, or as you recommended, not to put all those places? How would that work? How would they get those information of all the location that you've been to? Every time you apply, okay, so two parts right there. Everywhere that you've applied, right, and then you show, for example, my boy Caesar when he was a co-signer, right? Believe it or not, on his report is going to show my address. It sounds weird. It sounds, you know, crazy, but my address is going to come out on his report. But he never lived there. So Caesar it was actually was one of my clients. He's in the 800s right now. But um, his report doesn't say anymore my address. So where they run your credit, that's where it lands, right? And um, next will be if stolen identity. You know, stolen identity has been a very big thing, you know, post-COVID. Um, post yep. A lot of people using other people's social security numbers, uh, credit card scams that are being used by, you know, nightclubs, restaurants. Um, unless, you know, we could even dive a little further when it comes to that. When they charge your credit card, what, I mean, now they're getting better at it. But what have they been doing? What have they been doing with the credit card when they say, you know, Mr. Nate, you know, it's going to be, you know, the bill came out to $100. What do you do? You give the credit card and they go to the back. Do you see what they're doing back there? Yeah, no, nah, no, you don't. You don't? You, you don't see. So sometimes they'll either cloning your card, they're checking down your numbers, and then congratulations, identity theft. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly. And just and and just to go off of that too, um, so banks, particularly post-pandemic, banks have become huge on verification. Verification has been a huge thing yeah, where so, yeah, it's been you can have... Yeah. And and I've seen customers who have gotten highly offended, and and you have to break it down to them, Mr. Customer. This is for your protection, really. It's for your protection mm -hmm. and for your and to protect your privacy. But you can have an 800 credit score, and the bank can still be like at random, hey, we need to check everything on you. Yeah. No, not lock your card. Let's. Is this who you are? I need your ID. I need a statement. I need this. I need a couple of things to prove that this is who you say yeah. you are. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah, I only mentioned that because in, in well in my field of business, like a, a lot of people come in to make a purchase and they lock their car, even to make a payment of their bill. Yeah. They lock their cards and I tell them like, look, it's not you. Like don't think you know, because they be like, Oh my god, I got money. Like like what is it? I'm like, don't get embarrassed. Like this yeah. is normal. Just call your bank so that they could yeah. clear, they could clear you. you yeah, know? I, I love having those conversations. Don't worry, it's yeah. not that your card it declined, yeah. but it's not declined because you don't have it's funds. It's the bank is trying to protect it's you. Trying to protect Just you. go and confirm it's you, mm -hmm. or yeah. answer or, that text, or put in a notification <laughs> yeah. so that they could you know. Yeah, so they could, yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah, no, that that uh, that's huge. Yeah, that is huge, and I and, and I've noticed that they they are they are going down like they're you know they're going down with security like sending authentications like you know six one time pins. Yep. Yep. You know, so that's, one time so pins are, are huge. Are also, voice verifications now too are a big thing where they're verifying that it is you based on what you sound like. Yeah, but I don't I don't trust that with these AIs how they are right now. What happened with the AIs? I wouldn't trust the voice verification right now. Oh, that's true right too. But Chase, yeah. but Chase, yeah, like certain banks, like Chase is a big bank on that now with yeah, the voice yeah. verifications. Well, I don't know about that, but that's. I mean, I mean, it's you, getting you better. Don't believe in AI right now. No, I believe it's, uh, <laughs> it's the way you the way you think about it. But that's another conversation. Oh God! No, because that, that, I'm scared. Now you could use AI to help you, but there's some people that want use AI to do everything for them. That's the part that kind of scares me. But you believe the AI can do just yeah yeah I no, know what no, you're you saying. gotta use it as a tool. I, no, I, as a tool, that, I will have an issue. I will we have an issue. this conversation. Like I believe that you can use it as a tool to improve because no, I will have an issue with that. To be honest, I it's the way I was thinking. Like this, people like, you just want to use AI. Do me everything for me. That's the part. That's the scary part. 
Yeah, no, no, we don't want to do that either. No, because if the AI do but everything for you, listen, AI writes all reports now. Mm -hmm. AI, it's, you, AI, you can tell them write a story on X Y Z, and they'll write you a story on X Y Z to the details. So to circle to circle back again about your um about your your question about the credit report or consumer report is again you just want to verify all your information first you print out your your report and then you want to verify everything and make sure that you're the that one fine. that made those um those actions on that report so what's next after your personal information you have your inquiries all right so inquiries is very big because and and i know jovi right here she's like oh shit inquiries he's gonna talk about shotgunning and yeah. we're not talking about drinking i wish no. but <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to inquiries so what first let's talk about what is an actual inquiry an inquiry is when a company looks into your credit report because or consumer report because you need to apply for a loan or for a a anything personal with a financial institution all right, that's what an inquiry is. It's just a mark on your report that says, hey, you applied for, for this. Now let's talk about what happens if you got accepted or if you don't get accepted, right? If you don't get accepted, what happens to the inquiry? It sits there. Why? Why does the inquiry sit there if I didn't get the report? I mean, if I didn't get the credit card or if I didn't qualify for the loan? Why is that inquiry there? So one of the ways, and this is sauce for you guys that have those inquiries that you want to get it removed. If an inquiry is there for more than two years, it needs to fall off automatically. These credit bureaus are not going to take it off because it doesn't benefit them. All right, because if you take off that inquiry, what's going to happen to your to your credit score? It's going to go up. Mm -hmm. It does not benefit the credit bureaus in order to make these happen. How, how do you take them off? So you take yeah. them off by you. What you do is you just simply write them a letter. You write the uh, the credit reported agencies. You write them a letter saying, "Hey, this inquiry is more than two years old." You don't got to get fancy. There's nothing fancy about it. You don't got to write, you know, any any anything extreme in order to explain that this inquiry is more than two than two years old. Look, 2021 or in 2023, big difference. Should it be here? Should be taken off. Also, if you didn't get accepted for the credit card, you could take that inquiry off. All right, so let's go, let's say I go into a dealership, um, I do it the wrong way and I apply with, you know, the car dealer. He's gonna run my credit. I actually- Not necessarily the wrong way, FYI. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. So- Just wanted to correct. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna, they're gonna run your credit, but what they're gonna do is that they're gonna shop for your best, for your best quote, for best rate. The only problem is, is that they're gonna keep on jamming it. They're gonna keep on running it and running it and running it. Next thing you know, you got two, three, five, 10, 15 inquiries mm -hmm. off of one client because of that. So what is that, what is that known? That is known as identity theft. I know I'm going a little extreme, mm -hmm. but believe it or not, by law, by definition, that's aggravated identity theft. And you could use this laws that I'm going to give you guys in a couple of minutes to write a dispute letter saying, you know, hey, you have, you know, you have destroyed my character. You have this. You cannot use my experience. You cannot use this type of information, you know, it, for this card and run it, you know, that many times. Fifteen. I, I only applied for one loan. Why are you guys running 14 other inquiries? Mm, OK. And, and, and that's pretty much how you get it off. So you got two types you got two types of inquiries. You got your hard inquiry and you got your soft inquiry. The hard inquiry is when dealers or lenders, they run your credit. Now, banks on a monthly or creditors on a monthly basis on the low ski, they run your credit. They do it every single month to see where you land. So let's say you filed for bankruptcy. Okay. Right, you filed uh, for bankruptcy because you couldn't pay your American Express and you couldn't pay your Discover card. Right, Capital One is going to run your credit. They do it automatically once a month to determine whether to give you an automatic increase on your credit um, uh, on your credit limit, or in this case, because you filed for bankruptcy, they're saying, "Oh shit, look at that! He filed for bankruptcy. Nah, cancel this guy." Mm -hmm. So over here on this side, they're going to cancel your credit card because they saw this. So that's why they do monthly soft pulls or soft inquiries in order to see where you land. So when you come to me, I do a soft pull on your credit because I get that question a lot. If you're gonna run my credit, is this gonna affect me? Absolutely mm -hmm. not because it's a soft pull. It's not a hard pull. Mm -hmm. So it's not gonna show on your credit report or on your consumer report. Gotcha. All right, no, that, that's that's knowledgeable right there. Cause, yeah, because yeah, a lot of people get, they get, uh, uh, 
they get weary of of wanting to check their credit because every time that's that's like a myth. Every time you check your credit, absolutely, yeah, you're, so, you're, you're, you're yeah. ruining it. And the, and then that also goes right. You need to go to the right person. You need to know who you're going to. So if in perfect example, if you're buying a car, you need to know who it is that you're going to. That look, if you have challenged credit, if you have challenged credit, yes, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to see one or two banks to see what it is that you're going to qualify for. Or maybe one declined you. You're able to see, okay, well, why did this one decline me? Well, what if I do it this way for the other bank? Let's see what happens here. But to sit there and go to the old school dealerships, the old school mentality of them just sending you. The old school mentality at many dealerships used to be, let me send you to 15 different banks and on a hope and prayer that one of them will pick you up and take a, and give you a loan. And that's a horrible way to do it. Yeah. If you go to a professional, they're going to strategize with you and say, okay, these are your strengths. This is what you have, right? So if I know that, and I'm just using, if I, if I know that Joe Schmo Bank is going to ask you for proof of income, proof of residency, proof of this, proof of that, proof of da-da-da-da-da, and I know you don't have that, well, why would I send you to Joe Schmo yeah. when I know XYZ, uh, XYZ Bank is only going to ask you for proof of residency or proof of income? Well, I'll send you to XYZ Bank. You know what mm, I mean? Okay. So you got to be weary about those old school dealerships right those mom and pops that are just gonna yeah, send yeah. you to 20 different banks and now you have 20 different inquiries Inquiry. yeah yeah you know okay. 20 different inquiries and that's 60 letters every month that you gotta write because it's three bureau three hmm. bureaus how, how does that, that <laughs> dynamic work with you guys because i know that you you do um you know you you do deal the cars and then some people don't get approved so do you just send them uh to alex I, I, like how so i okay so Again, I work with amazing finance managers. I'm, I work with amazing finance managers. I have amazing pull within the industry itself. And so it's easy, it's a little bit easier for me to get challenged credit done than it is for most people. Okay. Um, and even those I end up, which I still got to send you like two more people for this week. Um, even those, right, if their credit is still, a lot of times it'll be in the 500s and the 600s. And then from there I go, hey, you're done with me. Here's this person's number. Call him now. Okay. Right now. Like right after you get off the phone with me, call him mm -hmm. and fix it. And and here's the thing is that if she sends me a client over, because they, they, they automatically is going to ask her how much and how long. I told Jovi to tell them that ev everything depends on how messed up your credit is. Yeah. So I'm a combination of a lawyer and a mechanic, all right? I cannot see what work needs to be done on your car until you bring it into my shop. Once you bring it to my shop, you could tell me, you know, hey, there's a, there's a rattling sound in my engine. So here's the thing is it could be a simple oil change and I charge you a hundred bucks and I'll have it ready in two hours. Or it could be that I have to change the entire engine, the entire transmission is going to cost you $10,000 and you're going to have to come back in two weeks. Yeah. You know, so everything, every, believe it or not, every case is different. different, man. Yeah. I've, I've never seen two cases where I'm like, oh yeah, well, this is to the same. That's the same with buying cars. No. How, how, do you, how do you overcome those objections with, with clients? Because the thing is that a lot of clients, they just, like, they just have this perception like for instance, like okay, in my in my case, like you know, I have a I have a store, uh, and prices are different whether you're a new client, whether you're doing an upgrade, or whether you're doing um you're, you're coming from another company. It's all different. Like, how, and I have to find my own ways to overcome those objections. How do you overcome those objections where where when clients come in and they tell you, hey man, I'm expecting this. Why are you charging me this? Like. Okay. Uh, yeah. That that's 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 a very good question. So once I get a client straight off the back, like I already know that you're coming to me because I'm good. Because I'm that good. So not sound cocky, but I know that my stuff work because I deal with the law. This is not me making words up. This is not me making anything up. This is the law. I get everything from the FCRA, which is the Fair Credit Reporting Act, that is Congress based. That's first. Next, when a person tells me, you know, oh, your prices are too high. I tell them that's fine. My 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 prices are not gonna 
They're not going to change. I'll work with you. We'll set up a payment plan. I'll help you because I do have a referral program. If you bring me, you know, if you're a client and you bring me customers, I'm going to give you a discount. I'm going to work with you. You just have to work with me. Now, if a person gets rude or out of line, I'm not thirsty for money. You know, this is, this is, this is for me. One of the things that, that I pride myself in is helping. I know that sounds corny, but I love to help. I love that, you know, that because of fixing somebody's credit, they're going to buy La Primera Casita. Yep. They're going to buy their first investment. Mm -hmm. Now, they decide to spend it on a, you know, luxury car. Cool. But it's for Toro. Even better. Mm -hmm. Make yeah. make that credit work for you. So that's what I tell my clients. I'm like, you go shop somewhere else. In fact, I know I know a few guys that do that that will do for cheaper. Just know that when you're not happy with those results and they already charged you, and then you're gonna come back to me, just know that today's price is not tomorrow's price. Yeah. It's gonna change. Yeah. Not because you know, not because I want to be an a hole, but because things do change. Yeah, inflation yeah. is pretty serious, guys. Yes. <laughs> and, and and just to circle back to, you know, when I refer people to him, it's not just because he's my friend that I've known him forever, whatever the case may be. I actually used him myself, as I said in the previous segment, you know, many, many light moons and years ago, I had a bankruptcy. And thank God that I had the knowledge that I had to start bringing my credit up myself. But after a while, I said, I need some help to figure this out because, yes, I'm bringing it up myself, but... Let me get somebody. I called the professional, right? And so Caesar, my cousin, who happens to be his friend, also used him. You know, why not? If I'm personally using him, why wouldn't I refer him to somebody? Why do I, why wouldn't I refer that? Right. And I and again, now I'm I'm good. <laughs> but I've been good for a while. But you know, it works. Let me use let me use this 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 short space to talk about not your bankruptcy, but a bankruptcy. Yeah. All right. So these these credit reporting agencies, what they do, they report the information that is given to them. Let me say that again. They report information that is given to them. They don't search, right? They don't search for, for, for information. So but you have a bankruptcy. Who gave them that information from the bankruptcy? The courts? Mm-hmm. No, the courts do not send out any information to anybody. To LexisNexis, to SageStream, they do not send information out. So that's one of the that's that's one of the many ways, and this is sauce for you uh, for you viewers, is bankruptcies are not reporting, the courts are not reporting anything to the credit reporting agencies. So you could challenge that. First, send a letter to the bank. Well, first, pull your credit report and see your mm -hmm. consumer report and see what's going on there. Check out your bankruptcies. Send the letter to the bank, I mean, to the to the court and say, hey, you guys sent this letter out to to the to the bureaus, to the credit reporting agencies. They're going to say, no, we don't we don't disclose that information. Oh, really? OK, you're going to take that letter and then you're going to write a nice little letter to all three credit reporting agencies and say, explain this to me. Why are you reporting something that was never given to you? You guys don't take don't, you guys don't take information. You guys receive information, but you guys don't take information. So how did this happen? How is my 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 bankruptcy chapter seven chapter seven eleven sorry showing on my report? It's gonna come off in thirty days. Um, how would they find it though? If they go, well, my question is. Since they already put it there, how do they know if you have some type of bankruptcy? A bankruptcy? So, like I mentioned earlier, you do have these sub-credit um, reporting agencies. SageStream Sage and LexisNexis are like, they're not known to the entire public, but they're there. They're also credit reporting agencies. It doesn't affect your, your credit score because they don't report scores, but they do report things on the low ski. And that's right. one of the things where they get it from. But you never authorize that. You never authorize. Did you guys know that you can handpick and choose what to what to put on your consumer report? No. You guys have that power to say, I want this, I don't want this. This is correct, this is not correct. You guys have the power to that. And with that, you guys wanna go over the laws? in the next week episode there's two things that play that play into paying off which credit card should i pay first mm -hmm. the high interest or the high balance 
like the younger generation because we do get some we get we got a little bit of, of younger audience is unlocking education like for me one of the major things is is education you know at that time like man i'm wasting my life like like i literally yeah. woke up one day i'm like yo what, what the hell am i doing here? i'm sorry you're not gonna get your credit fixed because you got a bankruptcy how am i mm -hmm. gonna fix it in a month